Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Well, it's August, y'all. Come on, what does that mean? That means the end of summer. I know all of the parents are saying, woohoo! And all of the kids are saying, get behind me, Satan. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I saw I saw a, uh, a meme on Facebook just this past week that said August is like the Sunday of summer. You know, Sunday's the best day and the worst day. It's the best day because you get to see me, right? You get to be in church with all your church family, and that's great. But you also know what's coming. Monday's coming. You got to go back to work. And that's kind of what August represents is that, hey, it's a great month. It's the end of summer, and yet we know what's coming. We know that school's about to start back. And here's the deal is that this time of year is actually one of the great greatest opportunities that we have all year long. I'd say it's probably the second best opportunity we have all year long to reach people who are far from God and people who wouldn't go to church. Because how many know what happens in January and what happens every year when school starts is people start thinking about, we got to get our lives back in order, right? Like all summer long, we got kind of crazy and we got to get the schedule back in order and we got to get our family back in order. We got to come back to God. And so this time of year, actually, that we're about to head into over this next few weeks is actually one of our best opportunities for your friends and your family and the people that you know that are not in church or that are away from God, that need to know God and have a relationship with him, one of the greatest opportunities we have to reach them. And so that's why I wanted to, before we get into the message today, just share with you a little bit about where we're going as a church. In fact, right after this series in September, we're going to be doing a series called Why? And in that series, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be answering maybe some of your questions, but especially some of the questions that your friends friends and family members and people that you know might be having about God, like questions like, why do bad things happen even when I'm a good person? Or why did I pray and God didn't answer my prayer? Or why do other people feel God and I don't feel God? Or why am I even here on this planet? And here's what our goal is, is that as we jump into September and the beginning of the school year, to answer some of those questions so that you can bring your friends to church. In fact, every Sunday is a good Sunday to bring someone to church here at LifeGate. But especially in that series, about six Six weeks from now for you to invite people and, and just see what will happen in their lives as you do. And so I'm telling you now so that you can begin thinking about who is that person that I need to invite or those people that I need to invite? How can I begin to pray for them over this next six weeks? And I really, really believe as we go into the start of the school year and into the fall that God is going to change lives. That's what we're all about here at LifeGate. Do you believe that? Come on, right? So today, let's jump into this, to this new series. It's called Better. So everybody look at your neighbor and say, the last series was good, but this one's going to be better. Come on, just tell them. Last series was good, but this one's going to be better. And let's, let's start this out with a question here today. How many remember the old days of the standard definition, SDTV? Come on, you remember those old days? Like two of you raised your hand. Come on, how many remember? I know you're not that young. It was those days when, man, you had this big giant TV with the big old thing on the back, like, you know, and you got the big old entertainment center there. I mean, we had one at our house. It was like 36 inches and it weighed about as much as a Volkswagen. You know what I'm saying? 
And we held on to that standard definition thing for a, quite a while because I'm, I'm a little bit cheap until about, about two or three years ago for pastor appreciation, the church blessed us with this beautiful new like HD TV. And man, we proudly display that thing in our living room. I'm telling you. And we got that, we got that new HD TV and we put it in and it was great except for there's one thing is that I told you I'm a little bit cheap. And so yes, we got the new TV that you guys gave us, but we didn't spring for the HD package in our cable. You know what I'm saying? And it, it probably wasn't really me that was cheap. It was really my wife. She's the one that does the finances. And so she wouldn't let me because it was that $10 a month that's just going to put us over the top on the budget. Until finally I prayed and I asked God to change her heart. And I, come on, right? And I, and I was able to talk her into going up to the HD package. And can I tell you, man, it was life-changing. Come on, all the men, know what I'm saying? Like watching the football game or the, the golf channel in my house, like, you know what I'm saying, like, on the HD package, and here's the deal, like, standard definition, it was good, but HD, how many would say, is better, right, and now they got, like, the 4K HD that is even better than the HD, and here's the thing, I think that some of us in our lives, we are settling for the good when God has something so much better for us, in fact, there are some of you that are here today, and you are living a standard definition life. And God wants to give you an HD 4K kind of life that he has in store for you. And so many of us, man, we live our lives seeking out what we even call it this in our society today. We call it the good life. Like I'm wanting to have the good life. We could just have a nice car. If we could just have a nice house. If we could just have less problems. If we could just have a good job. And we have in our mind what the good life looks like. But I'm here to tell you today that God doesn't want you to settle for the good life. He has something better. Everybody say better. He has something better in store for you. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this series. We're going to be looking in this uh, book in the Old Testament, the book of Ecclesiastes. In fact, if you have your Bibles or if you have your LifeGate app, you might want to pull that open because we're going to start looking in Ecclesiastes today. And let me just tell you what Ecclesiastes is about. Ecclesiastes is written by a guy named Solomon. Now, if anybody was living the good life, it was this guy Solomon. I mean, Solomon was the king of Israel. Solomon had a kingdom. In fact, the Bible says that there was no other kingdom on earth that was like Solomon. Solomon's kingdom. In his day, he was the richest man on the earth. In fact, some uh, scholars even say that he might be the richest man that ever lived. If anybody ever had the good life, if anybody ever had the stuff that you would want to have, it was this guy Solomon. But we read his writings in Ecclesiastes, and I'll just be honest, as we read through it together in this series, you're going to read it, and you're going to say, man, some of it's a little bit depressing. Like some of it doesn't sound like it's coming from a guy who has the greatest kingdom on the earth because Solomon is questioning some things out loud. In fact, he looks at his life and he says, man, I got all this good stuff, but it doesn't seem to satisfy me. There's got to be a better way. In fact, that's kind of the theme of the whole book of Ecclesiastes. When you get to the last chapter, basically Solomon says this, hey, I've had everything that this world has to offer. I've had the good life, but what I have discovered is all of that stuff is meaningless without God in my life. And if you could just sum up the book of Ecclesiastes in one statement that's kind of our key statement for today and for this entire series, it is this, that God's ways are 
better. In fact, why don't you say that out loud with me today on the count of three? One, two, three. God's ways are better. Come on, say it again. God's ways are better. And that's what we're going to discover in this series. In fact, what we're going to do is we're just going to pull out four different passages, four different verses in the book of Ecclesiastes. Each one of these verses use the word better. And what we're going to do is we're going to discover how there is something better than the good life, that God's ways are better. And today we're going to start by talking about a better way to make decisions. Now, let me ask you another question here today. How many of you in your life are facing some some decisions where you're not really quite sure what to do? Come on, raise your hand. All over the room today, right? Like, I don't know what to do about my job. I don't know what to do about my finances. I don't know what to do about my marriage. I don't know what to do about my crazy teenager who's rebelling. I don't know what to do about this relationship. I don't know what to do about this health situation. And when you're facing those situations, those decisions, when you don't know what to do, I mean, where do you go? I mean, for some of us, man, we ask a friend who, quite honestly, has no clue what they're doing either. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe we look at TV and we see, hey, what's Dr. Phil saying about it? Or we read a blog or, or, or whatever. And yet there is a, a better way than that. And this is what Solomon is talking about in our passage, in our text for today. In fact, let's look at it together. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse number 12. Let's, let's see what it has to say. It says, And then I began to think again about being wise. Everybody say, be wise. About being wise and also about being foolish and doing crazy things. But after all, what more can anyone do? He cannot do more than what the king has already done. Verse 13, this is our verse for today. So I saw that being wise is certainly better than being foolish, just as light is better than darkness. Wise people see where they are going, but fools walk around in darkness. And yet I saw both wise and foolish people in the same way. Now think about this for a second. Solomon, is, he does this all throughout Ecclesiastes. He's having an argument in his mind. Anybody ever had that before? And he's saying, hey, I know that there's a better way to make decisions than the way I've been making them. I know that wisdom has to be better than foolishness. I think we all kind of know that in our mind. And yet he says, but I've also seen that there are some people who are not very wise, and yet it seems like they end up the same way as the people who are wise. We all die in the end. Come on, how many ever been there before? Like, I'm in church and I'm going, I know what pastor is saying, that's got to be right, but I don't always see that playing out in my life and in the people that I know and the circumstances that I see. Come on, right? And this is what Solomon is doing. He's arguing with himself in his mind, and he's going, I know wisdom is better, but really, it doesn't seem better. In fact, I was thinking about that as I was studying for this message, and I was just thinking, you know, I know that I should live with wisdom, and that wisdom is better than foolishness, and I've seen that in my life, but I've seen the other side of it as well, and sometimes wisdom doesn't seem better. And I just started brainstorming some of the times that wisdom doesn't seem better and some of the ways that it doesn't seem better. I just wrote down three. If you're taking notes, you can write them down. Here's the deal. Wisdom is better, but here's the thing you have to understand. It's not easier. Come on, isn't that true? Like doing the wise thing is almost never the easy thing. 
In fact, I'll just help you with your decision-making a little bit today. Give you a little tip, all right? If you've got a decision, you've got two or three things that you're trying to decide between, just look at them and say, which one's the easy one and which one's the hard one? And I'm telling you, almost every single time, the wise one will be the hard one. How many have experienced that in life? Like, that's the way wisdom works. Some of you are saying, I'm not sure I really believe that. Well, let me give you a couple of examples, all right? Which one's wiser and which one's easier, eating French fries or eating grilled, sh- grilled you know, uh, salad or what? Not grilled salad, grilled veggies. <laughs> which one's easier? Eating French fries. Come on, I'm telling you, you can pull up to McDonald's and get them right now, 99 cents. But which one's better? Which one's wiser? Grilled veggies, right? Which one's, which one's easier and which one's wiser? Having a conversation with someone that might be a tough conversation but might end in good things in your relationship or just trying to pretend it's not there and letting it get better, right? Which one's easier? Which one's wiser? And almost every single time in your life, wisdom will be better, but wisdom will not always be easier. Number two, write this one down. Wisdom's better, but you know what? Wisdom is not shorter. Wisdom is not faster. Wisdom takes longer. In fact, here's the deal. When you're looking at two decisions and you go, okay, this one would, would just you know, be real quick and this one would take a long time, probably every time the one that's going to take longer is the one that's really the wisest. In fact, let me just give you a couple of, of examples. Am I going to save up money and have cash before I pay for it or just do it with my credit card? Which one takes longer but which one's wiser? Am I going to save up and prepare now for retirement, or am I just going to wait till I'm 62 and play the lottery? Which one's faster and which one's better? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Am I going to you know, work out and eat right consistently, or am I going to try to take a diet miracle pill that's going to just change it all of a sudden? Which one's faster and which one's wiser? Come on, I'm helping you with your decisions. If you want to make good, wise decisions, you've got to know wisdom's not going to be easier, and wisdom's not going to be faster. Number three, write this one down. Wisdom's not more popular. Most of us look to what everybody else is doing, and that's most of the time our problem. In fact, I've seen people that their marriages are falling apart, their finances are in rubble, their, their health is terrible, and the reason is, is they're doing what everybody else is doing. And I'm telling you, if you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to wind up where everybody else is, broke, divorced, and your health is going to be bad, right? Come on. And so here's what we have to understand. Hey, wisdom might be better, but it won't always be easier, and it won't always be quicker, and it won't always be more popular. So some of you are saying, well, I'm not sure I like this whole wisdom thing. Tell me why it's better. Well, let me tell you what Solomon had to say about it. In the book that he wrote, another book he wrote, Proverbs, he teaches us a few things about why the wise way is the better way. So if you're taking notes, write them down. The first one is this. Here's why wisdom is better is because wisdom will give you a constant protection. Everybody say protection. Wisdom will give you constant protection. How many know? Sometimes we're dumb. Come on, right? I mean, just look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you're dumb. (laughs) Sometimes we're dumb. Isn't it true? Like, sometimes we make stupid decisions. Sometimes we say stuff we shouldn't say, go places we shouldn't go, spend money we shouldn't spend. Come on. And how many know every time we do something dumb, it costs us? Like, so many times we are our own worst enemy. It's like the thing I saw one time on Facebook that said everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is you're stupid and made dumb decisions. (laughs) Right? And here's the deal. We are our own worst enemies. 
And that's why we need wisdom. Because if we just do what we think is right and what we want to do, guess what? Almost every time it winds up in in something costing us or hurting the people that are around us. So what do we need? We need a godly wisdom in our life. Because here's what wisdom does. Wisdom protects us from us. Because we are our biggest problem. And so when we get God's wisdom in our life, here's what it does. Is it constantly protects us from that damage. In fact, this is what the scripture has to say in Proverbs 2 and verse 10. I love the way it reads in the message. It says, lady wisdom will be your close friend. And brother knowledge, your pleasant companion. And good sense will do what? It will scout out ahead for danger. And inside will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns or following bad direction of those who are lost themselves. This is what the scripture says. Hey, if we'll learn that wisdom is better, that God's ways are better, if we'll learn to walk in wisdom, here's what will happen. It will scout out ahead for us and it will see the danger and it will direct us away from the danger and it will keep us from listening to the people who are trying to lead us into danger. And so many of us in life, here's what happens is that we experience pain and struggle and heartache and stuff that God never intended for us to experience. And it's only because we made unwise decisions. And when we learn to live in wisdom, here's what it does. It protects us from that. Because guys, man, there's enough pain and enough struggle and enough heartache in this world from the things that we didn't do for us to add more because we made poor decisions. Come on. So here's what wisdom does. It gives us a Constant protection. So everybody say constant protection. Number two, here's what happens with wisdom. Wisdom will give us a clear direction. See, here's the thing is that we all admitted just a a few minutes ago that we have decisions that we need to make. We don't know what to do. And here's the thing is that most of the decisions in our life are pretty easy. I mean, most of the decisions you make in life could be made by a second grader. But it's that 3 or 4% that you have to make that are the difficult ones. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's the ones where it's like, hey, the Bible's not real clear on this. This is kind of gray. Or I have like four uh, decisions and they all, four choices and they all look good. And I don't know which one to take. It's in those gray areas where you need specific direction for your life. And here's the deal is that God wants to give you that through his Holy Spirit speaking in your life. When we decide to live by wisdom, here's what happens is even in the areas that are not black and white, in the areas where we don't know, even when there's three good decisions, we can make the right decision because we're living in wisdom. Check this out, Proverbs 2 and verse 6. Look what it says. It says, For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then what will happen? You will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find what? The right way to go. How many know there's a right way and there's a wrong way? And sometimes it's not even the matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of which one is best. Come on, right? And here's what wisdom does. It teaches us not just the difference between right and wrong. It teaches us the difference between which path is the best path for us to lead. It will give us clear direction. This is what it says in Proverbs 4 and verse 10. It says, dear friends, take my advice and it will add years to your life. I'm writing down clear directions to the way of wisdom. I'm drawing a map to righteous road. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. Some of you, man, you've wasted so many years 
missing out on the best that God has for you because you've made poor, unwise decisions based upon what culture is doing or what you thought was right in your heart instead of what God says in his word. See, wisdom is not easier. It's not shorter. It takes longer. It's not the most popular thing, but here's what it'll do. It'll protect you from you. It will direct you where you need to go. Number three, write this one down. Wisdom will give you continued success. Now, how many know there's a difference between success and continued success? How many ever seen someone before that suddenly they became successful? Like they went up like a skyrocket, and then just as suddenly as they went up, they came down, right? In fact, I remember a few years ago there was a commercial on TV, uh, and it had MC Hammer. You remember, remember MC Hammer? You know, can't touch this or whatever. And, it, and you might remember his story that, like, he shot to fame, and then he wasn't very wise, and suddenly, like, he was bankrupt, right? And so the commercial was for Nationwide Insurance, and it had MC Hammer, and he's doing his little dance, and it had, had all of his posse around him and his big house and his boats and his cars and all that kind of stuff. And then in the middle of the commercial, it said, life comes at you fast. And suddenly people came in and started taking away all of his jewelry and all his stuff and all of that kind of stuff. And it sounds, you know, it's funny, but it's not funny because how many know there's a lot of people that's just like that? Like we were successful at one time, but continued success over an entire life is a whole different story. Because man, maybe we made one good decision that was good, but then we didn't use wisdom and suddenly it's gone. And this is what the scripture is talking about, that wisdom can actually cause you to have continued success. In fact, look what it says in Proverbs 3 and verse 1. It says, good friends, don't forget all that I have taught you. Take to heart my commands, and they will help you to live a long, long time and a long life full and well. Come on, here's what the scripture says, that God wants to help you to live a life full and well, not just a moment of success, but a lifetime of success that only comes by living the way of wisdom. So some of you say, that sounds good, Pastor. (laughs) Okay, good. How do I get this wisdom that you're talking about? And I'm telling you, I'm going to blow your mind with my wisdom and my depth of insight today. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready. How do you get wisdom? You ready for this? Come on, this is so deep. Here's how you get it. You ask God. Come on, everybody, look at your neighbor and say, ask God. Here's how you get wisdom. I know this is not really deep, but it is. You ask God, because here's the deal. Guess what? All wisdom comes from God. In fact, this is what the proverb writer says about it in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6. Look what he says. He says, all wisdom comes from the Lord, and so do common sense and understanding. And here's the deal. If you don't have wisdom for a situation or a decision in your life, where do you get it? You don't get it from Oprah. You don't get it from Dr. Phil. You don't get it from the latest self-help book or the latest popular thinking. You don't get it from Fox News or science or blogs or Facebook posts. No, no. You got to go to the source. And where is the source of all wisdom? God himself is the source of all wisdom. And if I need wisdom for a situation, what do I do? I ask God, God, I need wisdom. Because here's the thing. Think about this for just a second. It's just really common sense here today. How many would say that if God created it all, he knows how it all works? God created you. He created this earth. He created finances. He created families. He created everything that we see on this earth. And if he created it, how many would say he's the one that actually knows how it's all supposed to work? And so when we don't know what to do and when we're looking for wisdom in our lives, so many times we look to all these other sources that are the wrong sources. And what we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn to look 
to God. In fact, I love the way the proverb writer talks about in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 22. He's talking about wisdom. And look what he says. He says, and the Lord formed me, talking about wisdom, from the beginning. Before he created created anything, I was appointed in ages past. At the very first, before the earth began, I was born. Before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills, I was born. Before he had made the earth and the fields and the first handfuls of soil, I was there talking about wisdom. When he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons of the on the oceans, I was there. When he set the clouds above, when he established the springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. Here's what Solomon is saying. He's saying it was with wisdom that God created all that he created. Like from the beginning, when he created the oceans and when he created the stars and when he created the clouds above and the, and the, and the springs below, he did all of that with wisdom. Wisdom was the architect that created it all. And guess what? We have access to that. That same architect that made you and that made me. We have access to that very same wisdom in our relationships, in our marriage, in our finances, in whatever circumstance we are facing. And all we have to do is ask. In fact, look what the scripture says about it in Proverbs Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 3. Look at this. This is so powerful. Look what. Solomon says, he says, call out. Everybody say, call out. Call out for insight and cry out for understanding. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. Here's what Proverbs is saying. He's saying, if you don't have wisdom, all you got to do is call out. All you got to do is ask. And then what he says, he says, hey, you don't just call out and you don't just ask. Here's what you do. You search for it. Now, how many of you, like if you were in possession of, you know, a treasure map to a treasure that had, you know, $10 million, how many would say, you're going to search for that, right? And why are you going to search for it? Of course, because you want the money. But why do you want the money? Because you know how much it'll change your life. Like if somebody just gave you $10 million, if you just found $10 million, how many would admit that's going to change everything? It's going to change your family, going to change your marriage, going to change your finances, even has the potential to change your health. It's going to change everything, right? And here's what, the Solom- what Solomon is saying in this passage. He's saying, I have something even better than $10 million. God has something that is a hidden treasure that has the potential to change everything for you, to change your life, to change your marriage, to change your relationships, to change your finances, to change everything for you. And if that is available, then you ought to search after it as if searching after a hidden treasure, just like it's $10 million, because it has the same amount of potential to change your life. All you got to do is ask. Some of you are here today and you've got situations you don't know what to do. God says, I want to show you. In fact, I want to give you the wisdom that you need if you just ask me. In fact, this is what James talked about in James chapter 1 and verse 2. Look what he says. He says, or verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should what? You should ask God who gives gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. God wants to give you wisdom. In fact, 
This is why we're doing what we're doing this month. This is why this month we're talking about Ecclesiastes because it's filled with wisdom. This is why we're challenging you to take the soap cards home with you today. If you don't have one, you can go by and pick one up from the, from the Welcome Center today because we're studying through Ecclesiastes together every day this month. And we're, what we're doing is we're seeking wisdom in our lives. It's the reason that tonight we're coming back at 5 o'clock from 5 to 6-ish or so. We're going to come back and we're going to worship and we're going we're gonna to pray together because we're going to seek God. God for wisdom in our life. You say, Pastor, you're sure getting fired up about this. Yes, I am, because I know it's life-changing for you, for your family, for your life. That's so many of us, man, we're looking to everything else for the wisdom that we need, and we need to learn to look to God. He said, if you'll seek me, you will find me. I'll show you the direction that you need for your life. In fact, Proverbs 2 and 6 says it like this, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. For he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Man, I'm telling you, God wants to bring protection over your life that comes through his wisdom. He wants to bring continued success into your life. He wants to bring clear direction in your life. No, it's not the easy way. No, it's not the popular way. No, it's not the quickest way. But it is the better way.